Evening prayer starts on page 21. Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. O Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 16 and 17 begin on page 357. Preserve me, O God, for in thee I have put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, I have no good like unto thee. All my delight is upon the saints that are in the earth, and upon such as excel in virtue. But they that run after another God shall have great trouble. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, neither make mention of their names within my lips. The Lord himself is a portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou shalt maintain my lot. The lot is falling unto me in a fair ground. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will thank the Lord for giving me warning. My rain also chasteneth me in the night season. I have set the Lord alway before me, for he is on my right hand, therefore shall I not fall. Wherefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For why, thou shalt not leave my soul in hell, neither shalt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. Thou shalt show me the path of life, in thy presence is the fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there is pleasure for evermore. Hear the right, O Lord, consider my complaint, and hearken unto my prayer that goeth out of feigned lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence, and let thy eye look upon the thing that is equal. Thou hast proved and visited mine heart in the night season. Thou hast tried me and shalt find no wickedness in me, for I am utterly purposed that my mouth shall not offend. 
As for the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the ways of the destroyer. O hold thou up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, O God, for thou shalt hear me, incline thine ear to me, and hearken unto my words. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, thou art thou that art the Saviour of them which put their trust in thee, from such as resist thy right hand. Keep me as the apple of an eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. From the ungodly that trouble me, mine enemies compass me round about to take away my soul. They are enclosed in their own fat, and their mouth speaketh proud things. They lie waiting in our way on every side, watching to cast us down to the ground. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a lion's whelp lurking in secret places. Up, Lord, disappoint him and cast him down. Deliver my soul from the ungodly by thine own sword. Yea, by thy hand, O Lord, from the men of the evil world, which have their portion in this life, whose bellies thou fillest with thine hidden treasure. They have children at their desire, and leave the rest of their substance for their babes. But as for me, I shall behold thy presence in righteousness, and when I wake up after thy likeness, I shall be satisfied. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the tenth chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. Dead flies putrefy the perfumer's ointment, and cause it to give off a foul odor. So does a little folly to one respected for wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart at his left. Even when a fool walks along the way, he lacks wisdom, and he shows everyone that he is a fool. If the spirit of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your post, for conciliation pacifies great offenses. There is an evil I have seen under the sun, as an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, while the rich sit in a lowly place. I have seen servants on horses, while princes walk on the ground like servants. He who digs a pit builds he who digs a pit will fall into it, and whoever breaks through a wall by will be bitten by a serpent. He who quarries stones may be hurt by them, and he who splits wood may be endangered by it. If the axe is dull, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But wisdom brings success. A serpent may bite when it is not charmed, if the babbler, the babbler is no different. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool shall swallow him up. The words of his mouth begin with foolishness, and the end of his talk is raving madness. A fool also multiplies words. No man knows what is to be. Who can tell him what will be after him? The labor of fools wearies them, for they do not even know how to go to the city. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child, and your princes feast in the morning. Blessed are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobles, and your princes feast at the proper time, for strength and not for drunkenness. Because of laziness the building decays, and through idleness of hands the house leaks. A feast is made for laughter, and wine makes merry, but money answers everything. Do not curse the king, even in your thought. Do not curse the rich, even in your bedroom. For a bird of the air may carry your voice, and a bird in flight may tell the matter. Here ends the first lesson. Together the magnificent 
magnified the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th verse of the 23rd chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies it? the gift. Therefore, he who swears by the altar, swears by it, and by all things on it. He who swears by the temple, swears by it, and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven, swears by the throne of God, and by him who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay the tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith, those you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Nuke Dimittis on page 28. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. 
and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Almighty God, who hast knit together thine elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of thy Son, Christ our Lord, grant us grace so to follow thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which thou hast prepared for those who unfeignedly love thee through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Uh, have some thoughts about tonight's passages. Um, first thing in the Psalms, just wanted to mention um, the way the Psalms are arranged in the Bible. You might remember Father Hayden towards the end when we got up to Psalm 150 was talking about how they end with the praise of God. And so here we're in kind of the beginning part of the of the uh, book of Psalms, uh, you know, the, fir the first section. And we read, as we read David, we see a concentration of his laments. And so in the first 41 Psalms, 22 of them are laments. You know, things that he was doing, like when Solomon was, not Solomon, Saul was chasing him, and some of the problems that he was having. So uh, we see that, um, and then, and as the Psalms move along, they move towards praise, towards, we, we go from lament to praise as we move through the whole book. So the first line in 16 is a prayer, and the rest of the Psalm uh, consists of David weaving together his personal testimonies of trust in the Lord, which is followed by the 17th Psalm, which is, it, it turns into a lament about the people all around him who were after him. So in Ecclesiastes, I just want to mention, it feels a little bit like the book of Job, where I don't know if you get this feeling too, but it seems like it's dragging a little, like, like Solomon is writing and he's writing about, you know, how, how bad life is or how vanity of vanities. And he's just really bringing down, you know, it's kind of a downer here. And um, Saturday, when we get to the last chapter, we'll find out, um, I mentioned in the very first chapter, that we'll get to the to-do list that we have every day. Um, but, it, but what we're finding out is wise, list, wise living is contrasted with foolish living, and, and obviously wise living is better. And being focused on God is better than being focused on um, things and the world and all the, all the things that you can accumulate. Uh, in verse 10, it says, wisdom brings success. So wisdom eases our life and we, when we live in wisdom. And our experiences don't always turn out the way we had hoped. But uh, wisdom usually, living wisely, lives, usually brings a good outcome. And that's kind of an important conclusion for today's passage is, is that to live in wisdom, it doesn't always give us everything we want, but it helps us through the things we go through. So I wanted to focus more on, on the Matthew passage today. 
um, Jesus is calling out the uh, scribes and Pharisees, and he calls them, uh, he says, woe to you five times. And the first thought I had was hypocrisy of like the Pharisees and the scribes. It turns people against God, and, and God has a no-tolerance policy for this hypocrisy. So um, the mention of the tradition of the elders in verse 2, um, the tradition of the elders contains hundreds of rules, and the Jewish teachers had developed them over the centuries. You might remember, um, I think Father David used to teach us that when when uh, they came out, when Israel came out of captivity, the Pharisees developed, and their job was to keep the people in line so they didn't go into captivity again. So they didn't, you know, trying to make them live according to God's precepts. But what happened was they started making the law more important than um, than anything else, and then how what was happening in their heart, and. Um, so we remember prophetic verses in Jeremiah. It's a circumcise the foreskins of your hearts because doing the outside isn't as important as what happens on the inside. So Jesus calls these, these teachers hypocrites because they, they emphasize all these commandments of their human tradition. They weren't necessarily the commandments of God or they would change the commandments of God into human type commandments. And so all they were concerned was with outward con conduct and they ignored like the inner dynamic and, and what the moral demands of the law were. And uh, so we, in this episode um, uh, in Mark and Matthew, he's referring to them as hypocrites. Mark doesn't, um, doesn't call them that as much, but Matthew here is just several instances where he's doing that. So um, hypocrisy um, for us is doing one thing and saying another, and that's not what hypocrisy meant in, in that particular time where Jesus was speaking. So hypocrisy would mean um, a godless person or someone who was substituting human standards for the desires of God's commandments. So in other words, what God's desiring and what these people are doing were two different things, and that's what made them uh, hypocrites, especially these these religious leaders who were observing these traditions that were countering God's commandments. And so they became hypocrites, not because their actions were inconsistent, but because they consistently ignored God's will. So ritual purity cannot cleanse a person defiled by his or her own evil actions. That's a thing to remember. And one of their tricks was kind of a, it's kind of a dirty trick, but they were... They would um, count certain lies as nothing and others as like big sins. And so you can't sin, you can't swear by the altar, but you can swear by the gold on the altar and you can swear by that. So in other words, like a Pharisee could tell you, yes, if you give me this, I'll give you that. I swear by the gold of the altar. And then um, he wouldn't swear um, by the altar, but by the gold. And so he could come back, well, I didn't swear by the altar, so I don't have to follow through. And what a bunch of malarkey. I mean, that's just like craziness. And so that's what they were doing, and they were lording it over people. But if you swore by the temple or heaven or the altar, it was considered binding, and, and you could be that would be breaking a law. And there was penalty, you know, severe penalties for breaking the law. So it was um, almost ridiculous to think I can swear by this, but not by that. And uh, you remember Jesus, of course, um, like one of our famous verses: "Let your yes be yes, and your no be no." Instead of all this swearing and oath taking, so. Um, and I think not taking the Lord's name in vain have, might have a little bit to do with that there, too. So that was, um, if you swear on anything like uh, that has to do with the altar, um, you're swearing by God himself. So uh, the Pharisees weren't let off the hook. And so he was saying that they were, um, you know, when he said that the Pharisees went over land and sea to make converts, it didn't mean they were actually out 
um, trying to make converts. It just meant they didn't send missionaries out or anything. But when people did come, they would come to Judaism for the moral law and for the discipline and for the relationship to God. And these Pharisees would turn them into um, like uh, sons of the, sons of hell, as Jesus called them, because they weren't they were blocking the way for anybody to go to heaven, but they weren't going themselves. And so they it was just um, a really nasty um, thing that was happening. And Jesus kind of let them have it there. And so um, it, it was just Jesus really let the Pharisees have it. I think that's the main thing. One other thing they did, they would do a tithe, it says, of mint and anise and cumin. And these were garden herbs. And the tithe was supposed to be from the, from the crop that would feed the people. And so the Pharisees would look down and just these tiny little, you know, garden um, herbs, they would, they would tie them, even counting the seeds of the anise. And but they wouldn't uh, do what they were supposed to totally do. They wouldn't give over um, the the total tithe. So they were just um, covering little tiny bits, but not doing what was supposed to really be done. So that's when Jesus said they they neglected the weightier matters. The weightier matters were doing it were doing it right with justice and mercy and faith. So there's an obvious lesson for us, and that's to make sure we allow God's Spirit to guide us to right living. And our job is to stand faithful and resist the invitations and um, allures of the world to do, like in the Pharisees' case, to do something that would be profitable for us but wouldn't meet um, God's desire uh, for our lives. But let's finish with, or let's move over to the uh, general intercession. The intercession, excuse me, general thanksgiving intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all or any trouble, especially for those prayers we offer at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good. Thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. To our prayers, O Lord, we join our unfeigned thanks for all thy mercies, for our being, our reason, and all, all other endowments and faculties of soul and body, for our health, friends, food, and raiment, and all the other comforts and conveniences of life. Above all, we adore thy mercy in sending thy only Son into the world to redeem us from sin and eternal death, and in giving us the knowledge and sense of our duty towards thee. We bless thee for thy patience with us, notwithstanding our many and great provocations, for all the directions, assistances, and comforts of the Holy Spirit, for thy continual care and watchful providence over us through the whole course of our lives, and particularly for the mercies and benefits of the past day, 
beseeching thee to continue these blessings to us and give us grace to show our thankfulness and sincere obedience to his laws, through whose merits and intercessions we receive them all, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In particular, we beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night, defend us from all dangers and mischiefs and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day, and grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die, so that living and dying we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we offer up these, these our imperfect prayers. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you tonight. Um, I'm reminded there's an all souls soul service, I believe, at 530 that's online, if you like. Or if you actually can get to the same Mass, that's great. Thanks, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Can do. <laughs> Good night, everyone.